right, welcome back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's a baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane Oss. With me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. And Steven. Yo. I have the kind of the same mood right now as Steven's yo, because I'm looking at Lauren. Um, something off about you today. You look very yeah, over there. Yeah, you look did... you look very like like you're being like airbrushed in real time. You're you have the deadest eyes I've ever seen on you. It's not a facelift. A lot of people would think I've been on calls with this week thinks it's a facelift, but I'm not gonna facelift. I am excited to announce that this is the I am one of the first people to podcast in the Apple Vision Pro. I am coming to you now for my persona, uh, which is a digitally rendered ninety-eight point nine percent accurate version of my face oh yeah no this is though this is exciting we're 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 tech leaders this is really going to take podcasting to the next level yeah we are podcasting trailblazers here how does it how does it feel like wearing wearing this thing good i have like a splitting headache because it's six pounds of of, of plastic on my head Ah, but the things i can do with this are so incredible that it's totally worth it like you can even see this but in front of me right now i have 14 different fangrass pages open all around me I'm actually streaming a, uh, an archived game of Otani's years in Japan up here in this corner. Mm. Over here, I've got like a, a, the slider controls for my audio so I can sound out and sound back in just with a little pinch here. All these incredible things I can do all at once. And I think it's really going to take our, our game to the next level. Like, ask me for a stat. Ask me for any stat in baseball. Who led the leagues last year in RBIs per plate appearance, uh, 250 plate appearances or more? Okay, I'm just going to pinch and zoom. I'm going to pinch and zoom here. I'm going to pull it up here. And that's going to activate the AI. And the AI is going to tell me that was Randy Moss. I, I don't think that's right. Work in progress. It's a work in progress. Yeah. I really think this is the future of podcasting. I'm excited. Within three years, all of us will be wearing these. What I'm really excited for is the potential this unlocks for us to podcast really anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I might need to be, you know, driving to visit my family in Wisconsin or something and be like, you know, that's like an hour drive. Maybe I should, you know, throw one of these on, throw my cyber truck onto autopilot and just hop on 94, you know, <laughs> flying through the Lowry Tunnel and everything, uh, 80 miles an hour. I'm actually on public transit right now. <laughs> oh, great. How How's everybody yeah. else around you taking this? Well, I can't see them right now because I'm, I'm in the immersive mode where everything but the podcast is blocked out. But everyone's really cool about it. They, they're all smiling and laughing and having a great time anywhere I go with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> people are excited for the future what can i say gotta gotta get mine we need to we need our up our patreon numbers <laughs> so we can all get apple vision pros yes and look like dead-eyed souls husks sign up for the patreon now and i will facetime you with my persona i guess we should actually get into some some uh podcasting here then some baseball stuff because we have yeah we have good baseball stuff to talk about it's been a great week yeah we're one week away from spring training the days are getting longer we're getting closer to pitchers and catchers reporting. It's it's good. We uh, you know, according to the the groundhog, spring's coming early. Ah, uh, yes. Be great. Baseball Twitter had a lot of fun with the groundhog this week. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I did. I mean, the, yeah, everyone's saying, oh, you only he only gets it right thirty nine percent of the time. Like that's a three ninety batting average. That's yeah. the first ballot guy. That's like, fucking mm-hmm. Ty Cobb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man, come on. It was very shocking to find out that there's an Alabama uh, similar animal that has got it accurate every year, except for like two out of 26. Kind of animal. That was, it? I think it's also a woodchuck. It's just in, in Alabama. Are groundhogs and woodchucks the same thing? How much ground can a groundhog uh, hog? 
<laughs> I don't know. All I remember is that there's like a racist version of of the the groundhog somewhere else. Okay, yeah, it's just every spring he predicts uh, Chicago crime rate numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the thing yeah. is, like, I don't, I don't think that necessarily counts because Alabama doesn't really have winter. Yeah, like, not in any meaningful yeah. sense. It's just going to say, yeah, it's going to be hot soon. And it's always right because it's fucking Alabama. It's hot. It's miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it going to be humid and stupid here all the time? Like, <laughs> yep. Ten months of the year. It's like playing in single A ball. Yeah. You can't compare that to Punk to Tony Phil, who's been in the in the bigs for uh, decades now. Yeah, like a, like century. No, he's been. It's like over. It's got to be over like a century because the guys are still yeah. wearing the fucking top hat when they bring him out. <laughs> And like I, people were not wearing top hats a hundred years ago, even. I don't know. In in rural Pennsylvania, they might have been wearing top hats thirty years ago. Yeah, I think I think they might have. You know, they it might have come back around because I bet like if you like do a bunch of meth, it's really fun to wear a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably really fun to wear a top hat, and like whether you're on drugs or not. I yeah, think, but like, yeah, but like when you're on drugs, if you're though. owning that. If you're making that a part of your personality, <laughs> going off like a bottle of laudanum, get in a, in. A, my top hat era <laughs> of course they wore like a bunch of goofy ass clothes and stuff those guys yeah they were like oh let's go down to the soda jerk and they got like a coca-cola <laughs> that had laudanum and cocaine in it and stuff yeah like oh this is this is three percent heroin in here yeah i think we're conflating everything between like 18 1830 and 1930 <laughs> whatever it's all the same shit it's all the same shit it doesn't matter <laughs> Sorry, I hope cops, I I hope to, cops I back then, you. like the constables, like would would show up to the the soda fountain and be like, "Oh, I'm I'm dying by being in the presence of like a soda <laughs> from 1890." Anyway, sorry, I had to get that joke off. Punxsutawney Phil has been working uh, since 1886, uh, and he has been sustained by drinks of quote brown, groundhog punch or quote the elixir of life, which is administered at the annual groundhog picnic in the fall. So this is a this is a multi-seasonal <laughs> thing in Punxsutawney. This, this is like true detective shit. <laughs> Frankenstein technology. The the Wikipedia We're feeding him an unholy cocktail. The the <laughs> next sentence of the Wikipedia it notes that the lifespan of a groundhog in the wild is roughly six years. Castlevania shit. Like <laughs> full metal alchemist shit. Yeah. <laughs> what like the the other three hundred and sixty three days of the year, that that what show it's got got uh that groundhog's got, got like <laughs> like glowing green eyes. No, the, the other three hundred and sixty four days is is when he slumbers so he can awake and do his dark business. Like <laughs> I'm 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 very happy to bring Pennsylvania culture to you too. Mm -hmm. We got very close to talking about baseball there for a minute. I was worried. We got, we got dangerously close to talking about baseball. Hey, <laughs> Stephen, what are you saying? Uh, I'll I'll transition us. I'll 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 fall on this okay. sword. I'll take okay. one for the team no, no, to get no, no. us back I, on I, track. I want, I want you to articulate. If you have like your feelings on rural Pennsylvania, I think it's probably a thing where you feel like you can hate on them. But you're a little defensive when the outsiders are making fun of it, or. Not just really like that Philadelphia, that's that's not Philadelphia. It's that's everything. true to a degree, but you have to you have to realize that this is Western Pennsylvania, and I have much different feelings about those fucking people. Okay, but I do I do feel positive feelings towards Punxsutawney Phil, unlike Gus, the second most famous groundhog in Pennsylvania, who is the mascot of the, 
<laughs> of the Pennsylvania lottery. You're making and that up. I am not at all. Uh, the mascot of the Pennsylvania lottery is a groundhog. His name is Gus. He refers to himself as the second most famous groundhog in Pennsylvania. And if I ever see that motherfucker in the wild, I am swerving and hitting him with my car. You spike it like fucking de Blasio did. <laughs> we yeah. hate, we hate Gus. We love Phil. We hate Gus. Are there only two famous groundhogs in Pennsylvania? Or yes. is there like a Wikipedia <laughs> list of famous Pennsylvania groundhogs? <laughs> no, there are more. I Googled this. The most popularly known of these groundhogs are Punxsutawney Phil, We Art and Willie, Shubanakity Sam, Jimmy the Groundhog, Dunkirk Dave, and Staten Island Chuck. There, 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 there's okay. too many famous groundhogs. I, I, when I just when I just googled list of famous groundhogs, like you know, like a list of them came up, but it's a, a you know from sources across the web, so it's not like a page. And like I can't tell if this is AI and shitification of Google or if this is real. But like, yeah, it came up with a list of eighteen of them to show me right away, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like Balzac, Billy, Dunkirk, Dave, Sir Walter Wally. General Beauregard Lee. That's the racist one, yeah. Thistle the Whistle Pig. <laughs> Thistle yeah. the Whistle Pig? <laughs> yeah, yeah. French Creek Freddy. Yeah, no, I believe that these are all Western Pennsylvania. Small towns <laughs> also trying to, like, get in on it. Yeah, Like, really yeah. ill-advised Chamber of Commerce uh, marketing <laughs> campaigns, you know? Right, and there's been decades of them being small towns, like, needing to do that kind of thing. Yeah, and I guess groundhogs are just like big rats in these parts of the country. I don't know. <laughs> I am not of Western Pennsylvania, but I am of Eastern Pennsylvania, and that, and that is where, folks, we have some uh, horrible news that oh, I yes. can't, I can't believe I am bringing up on my own volition and not forcing. Are we balkanizing Pennsylvania? It's not like that needs to happen. Uh, all <laughs> but underway. in name only. We'll talk about the city connects if you really want to talk about baseball. Ah. Uh. Yeah, that's a good place to start. So the Phillies City Connects for this year leaked, apparently, and there's something. I want to take a moment to congratulate the city of Philadelphia and all Phillies fans, because uh, this is exactly the sort of thing that you guys, you may not think you want it, but this is exactly what you want. It's something stupid, like uh, associated with your city, that you can like be like, oh, this sucks. But as soon as anybody else says it sucks, you can be like, hey, now don't you know you're talking shit about our city connects? Like, <laughs> it's it's great. It's exactly what you. That's what, it's how, yeah. what you guys that's, want. That's how gritty happened. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you'll hate it for the first six months of the season, and then it'll be like, no, that's iconic. That's yeah. That 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 says us. I genuinely, I'm looking at these now. I genuinely think I would be. I, I would really like them if there was no gradient and if the font mm. were like, a, like just like 30% less edgy. So if it was a completely different jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think the gradient is hideous. Yeah, because right now it looks like a police softball team's jersey. <laughs> the font specifically looks like one of those default fonts in those like video games where you can customize like a team or uh an outfit or whatever not even not even a sports video game like fucking gta or something mm -hmm. and there's like just this font that yo you can type in whatever you want and you can you have these five fonts to select from and none of them are like 
none of them are like normal fonts they're all like kind of like whatever they didn't have to fucking pay rights to or whatever and this is the this is the edgy urban one this it does look like a video game tattoo to me yeah oh yeah yeah i think you're on the money (laughs) absolutely hideous and it's is it confirmed that those are are that it is not confirmed okay because we saw these because somebody bought it on ebay and like which is insane which is insane and the person that bought it i don't know or somebody that looked at it or something i saw somebody that was like i mean this looks like a real like the real deal like you know usually the the bootlegs like fuck up like this this and this and Mm -hmm. this is this seems like it's done legit so have you seen the follow-up picture with the wheeler and 45 in the back that's like even more atrocious than the front yeah yes 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 and the the patch just says lou it's Supposed to be in love with the bell being the O, but that, that is that is a U and not a V. That's a loop. I I don't know. There's something just it. Oh man, it's so that patch is so bad with like this. Just supposed to be like badass thing, and then it says love. Like, come on. Yeah. Who else is getting a city connect this year? Uh, I know the twins. twins are the twins are. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and which I predict will just be boring, uninteresting. I I, I have a feeling that that's what they're going to be doing. Oh, the Mets! The Mets are getting one this year too. Oh, great! <laughs> oh, the awesome. Mets actually has something even cooler than that. They are doing a, a Mercury Mets giveaway. Oh yeah, of the of the throwback. Oh, uh, and I am going to that game to buy that jersey. I already got my ticket. I already got my Amtrak ticket booked. Lauren, what is the what is the Mercury Mets? Why don't you for, the Mer- for, yeah, for actually, listeners that don't know? Uh, I think a lot of people are tuned into the 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 future forward uh like this is a promotion the mariners cooked up in the 90s uh to turn back the turn forward the clock kind of spoofing other um promotional like other promotional throwbacks mm-hmm. um but they, they were a new team they didn't really have a bunch of historical uniforms so they just got really creative with it and came up with these really kind of hideous but kind of cool and funky uh future uniforms and famously it succeeded in, in seattle in part because ken griffey jr loved it he was so into the idea. Like yeah. before the game, he told his teammates, "Like we're playing in the future tonight." Like he was like, and he was like the face of baseball at the time. So yeah. he was he sold it in that city, uh, and it went over well uh, in like the sports reel packages. Uh, so MLB decided to make it a a a thing across the whole league. Uh, and some teams didn't buy in. The Yankees didn't do one. The Dodgers didn't do one. Kind of the ones you expect. Like they're 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 too brand conscious to like get goofy with it. Have you seen the Pirates of- one? The Pirates one is great. Yeah. yeah. So it's, the Pirates one is one of my favorites. Yeah. Credit to the Pirates for, for, for buying in and the Seattle uh, to play against Seattle. But yeah, they like didn't cool. do anything with the pants, which is very funny. The Pirates. <laughs> like, so they have this like big goofy red jersey with like a giant cartoon pirate head on the <laughs> on the front and no text. It's just the pirate head. And the then like head. these like yellow sleeves that hang down. Um, but then they just like when you see them playing, they're wearing their like striped uh gray you know or gray pinstripe like bottom part of the jersey is very funny yeah and, and, and almost teams didn't buy in super hard they did like something it was kind of goofy um but the mets really took it ran with it yeah they uh, did. even it's like awesome. the, the marketing the front office did the team a lot of guys on the team famously hated it i think it was <laughs> david cone who was like it was he was really worried his 200th win was gonna be um wearing them and a bunch <laughs> of pictures oral hershizer sorry um not uh not david not not cone but the uniforms are uh, black 
overall with the silver like half like it's like i don't know what you'd even call like a, a wing on the shoulder yeah like a like a flare out yeah and then the the jersey has uh mercury across the front mets coming down the side and then a mercury uh, uh like the mer the mercury um, alch alchemical sign mm -hmm. uh over like a, a a little uh drawing of like the crested husk of mercury that and the concept is like they're coming it's, it's supposed to be like 2021 and uh, <laughs> by that incredible far future year um, it, this is happening their... in the for all mankind universe <laughs> yeah where like they're this already going to yeah. mars and shit by like 1999 yeah <laughs> this is season six of yeah, for all mankind six. yeah <laughs> it's all the building to this yeah. is the mets the mets go to the, go to the first rock from the sun yeah yeah and uh, the the concept is like they're they they play on the the Mercury full full season. They're doing one off game in Shea Stadium uh, to see the fans. And I think there was like a, one good player who kind of thought it was funny and ripped with it and said like, yeah, um, you know, I, I there's slow gravity, so I hit like 600 foot tanks every game. Like they, <laughs> yeah. they had some fun with it. Uh, but it's a, it's a great moment. I think it's one of the funniest moments in baseball marketing history. So I'm I'm a huge fan. I love the Mercury alchemical symbol too mm -hmm. because like kind of looks like a Mets logo yeah but I, I love that too because like you know if they did that today there would be a bunch of people who'd be like this is transgenderism oh, yeah. slipping into our <laughs> dark sport like because it like kind of looks like you know the female side well, yeah, you know, yeah. Side, they would totally so... be saying this is like sat satanic messaging yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. anyway this is 1999 and I, I'm glad it's been enough time now that we can have like a certain amount of ironic appreciation has come back for them because people have yeah. The media hated it when they yeah. when they did this. This New York Sports media thought it was stupid. It didn't help that they lost the game. So <laughs> a bunch of people just like so the, the media had uh, gave them a hard time. Oh, but, uh, I thought it took genuine courage to buy in this hard. Uh, if they I, okay, they're, they're making the jersey for a giveaway. You're gonna go get that. If they make the hats, I'm buying one of the hats. Oh, totally. The hats they're are great. The hats are all over. Are they? There's a bunch of like eBay. And like custom hats that I'm seeing in, in like the Google search. Why don't I see more trans people wearing this? I've seen a bunch of people wearing like the stupid like neutered shirt. Like this is this is better than that. How is this not like you know you get you get this on like on the the dad hat, and that would that should be like huge with like you know all the trans girls that move to New York. <laughs> like you like this should be the number one hat at like underground ketamine raves <laughs> like right now absolutely yeah i want to see like a, a a super cocky girl spitting records wearing this absolutely <laughs> yes yes <laughs> so that's almost as exciting to me as the actual biggest story in baseball of the last week mm -hmm. which is the confusing partial sale of the orioles temporarily uh... This is unambiguously a great thing, but I'm so confused as to the detail. So it's getting sold to David Rubenstein of uh, the Carlisle Group and a group of like private equity investors. That also includes a lot of other people. Like it includes Cal Ripken uh, doing like Jr. the one percent like ownership right, right, kind right. of face of the Just... franchise thing. Yeah, which is great. To be clear, uh, great that he's doing it. We talked about David Rubenstein on when this the was first show. rumored a couple months ago. When yeah. this was yeah, when this was rumored a couple months ago. Because it seems like he is investing a lot in the area in like Baltimore and the area around Camden Yards, like developing it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when I when I first saw this, I was like, oh well, you know that makes sense. This is probably the the Orioles' best shot to like 
for somebody to actually like spend some money or like kind of push the chips in on on their team and like we haven't seen you know money being spent because you know the deal's not gone through yet but they did trade for corbin burns this week yeah. kind of getting ahead of myself we, we talk about that but i don't understand fully the the deal the terms of this deal yet and it still has to get approved by major league baseball like for like as soon as it goes through from what i understand like 40 percent of the team will go to this group this new group and then the rest uh will go to them when john angelos dies yeah or peter angelos excuse me when peter angelos dies we were talking about this before and this clearly seems like it's structured as a tax avoidance move by john angelos yeah yeah it's it's just capital gains tax yeah which is humiliating um that all this stuff has to play out this way, but of course it does. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen some people be giving, giving like very anxious, nervous, oh, we know what happens when an ec- private equity comes into something, it you know, hollows it out and then dumps the, loads it with debt and dumps it. That's that not, doesn't need to happen. That, that, that's how he made his money, I'm sure. It, that's how he became a rich asshole guy. But that is, he, he is also uh, pretty good at making money. He knows that I think Baltimore is probably the next city that's going to get it's already been gentrified pretty hard. I think it's just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, right. He knows that in the long term, developing and owning a big part of downtown Baltimore is going to be really lucrative as that market continues to grow. It doesn't need to be like a you know private equity billionaire coming in and to ruin your team. <laughs> the Angeloses, they did it the old-fashioned way. They inherited it from their dad and they ruined the team. <laughs> like, yeah. and they, they didn't like, want to be baseball up. owners. That's why, they, that's why they ran it the way they did. I think this yes. guy wants to be a baseball owner. He wants to be successful. I don't think he's going to be like a Dodgers type, you know, fuck the soft cap. I'm going to get the free right. agents that I want guy. He's not going to be the, it's not going to be the Dodgers and Mets. He doesn't have to be. If the, no. with the core they have with adding Burns, if they're just getting a couple of free agents and like finding their guys to long term deals, that's, that's Ken Kendrick. And Ken Kendrick is better than uh, <laughs> the, the, the Angelos is. Mm-hmm. I think it's totally viable. We could, if he's just spending the middle of the payroll, he's they're a successful team for the next couple of years at least. If he's putting all this money into into that area around Camden, you know, and like they're trying to, they're they're trying to get you know rail infrastructure going in through there too. Yeah, he's gonna want it to be a team that's an attraction too. He he is, I think, cor- correctly assessing that the uh, administration's uh, funds that are going toward improving the transit between Baltimore and DC. Uh, can get that train trip down to like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And a 30-minute train ride from D.C. to Baltimore brings in uh, a couple million more people from this from the DMV into, into the park uh, for mm-hmm. a pretty reasonable and easy uh, public transit access. So, yeah, I think this is unambiguously good for baseball, huge for, yeah. for Baltimore fans. Uh, I, I am once again encouraging both of you to join the bandwagon with me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sure. maybe I, maybe I will now because last year I was, I was a, uh, I was famously a, a nose hater, but that was because I was being consistent. All right, mm-hmm. where I was being consistent with all the things that we said we hated about ownership and stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, like, like no, you shouldn't root for a team that is cutting payroll and you know tanking their way to the top. Um, st- I, I think, I think, like, if I really wanted to, I could still be a hater. I mean, let's be real. I could be a hater no matter what. Uh, I could find a way. But mm-hmm. like, I could be a hater because I could be like, hey, as long as they have this core, it's an ill-gotten core, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and I, I think it's good to get on now because it's probably the yeah. last 
credit to my coworker I was talking with. This is this was really a point he made to me. This is the last year where they'll be cute and fun and scrappy. Oh like yeah. After this year, if they do spend money, they're just the Astros, and people will hate them. If they had, if they had won a single fucking game in the playoffs, it might have been a different story. <laughs> yeah. Or if they had won a series or two, yeah. it would be like, yeah. yeah, you're not a scrappy team anymore. You're just a really good team. But yeah, We're I getting think watched that, like that that window is that window is rapidly closing. <laughs> I think it's like almost done, especially after this Burns trade. It's like almost done. Orioles was starting pitching. That's like, oh, that's going to be a juggernaut. So and they've yeah. got good pitching behind him. Like British mm-hmm. is le- legit. There's like two, there it's it's a top three. The top three is a pretty good rotation right now with with Burns at the front of it. I'm excited for that to happen. It's annoying that the Angelos family will still be the primary holders in it. Probably and, not for long though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's ninety something, but look how long Kissinger held on for. Not comparing uh, <laughs> Pete Angelos to Kissinger because he's a, a much better person, even though he's a billionaire. But like. I, I just think it's I just think it's like gross and ugly because like now like now these kids have even more of a reason that, for them to want their dad to die, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm I'm sure they were already praying for that before, but yeah, but yeah, no, and they trade for uh for Corbin Burns, which I a lot of people are calling it a fleece. I don't quite think it's a fleece. I think it's one sided. I don't think it's a fleece. The guys they got back for him are yeah good. might not get into fleece territory, but yeah. They got back two two players. The big one, I think, is probably Julie Ortiz is the one. Ortiz is the one they're hoping turns into a good, like, starting player. I think D.L. Hall, most people agree, he's a bullpen guy, a good bullpen guy, but probably not a starting pitcher. That's, for a one-year rental, that's not nothing. The A's still don't have a place to play. They've blown past, I think, I was reading a Defector article on it. They've blown past, I think, three deadlines three or four deadlines set for them That's by major league baseball to find us a, a, a place to play for the next like three years while their <laughs> quote unquote stadium is getting built after the Coliseum lease ends this year. Absolutely and, shameful. Uh, yeah. This is just the MLB keeps saying, Hey, do it by this time. And then John Fisher just is like, mm, no. And then I guess MLB is just like, okay, well how about this? Okay, well, how about this? It's like there's no repercussions for this man at all, which is really cool and fun. The A's now have no home, and that's really going to fuck up scheduling for next year, a thing that they do now. They're just going to be a permanent like road team. They're going to like it's we're, we're going back to the like barn burning days where they're just going to be on the road uh, 162 games a year. They should probably just like start putting their hats on the ground and like looking for change yeah shameful did you see the the video of the con the like conference at vegas where someone introduced fisher oh, yeah. no <laughs> oh god this is, it was great it was a very it, enthusiastic and well-meaning um like please, pr person please, jane was please <laughs> oh also uh drop in i meant to sh- share this earlier because i didn't want to interrupt but or share this later because I didn't want to interrupt the discussion. But that's Gus. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, but please, please watch this video real quick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For context, for people who can't listen, it's a, it's a quick video uh, from the Vegas Chamber of Commerce, um, and it's a very enthusiastic PR person who's kind of leading the meeting, and she's like a very like next up your Las Vegas A's, and it's just a dead. It's a dead room. Dead. It's crickets. It's brutal. Oh. Are we alive back there? <laughs> oh, 
that's like Elon Musk at Dave Chappelle level of bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we alive back there, Las Vegas? <laughs> this whole thing is such an embarrassing fiasco. I'm I'm going all in on the like theory that Peter Seidler was gonna mount a resistance to the A's being allowed to move to uh uh to vegas but he died <laughs> and i'm gonna say this is yeah it's gonna be my favorite counterfactual it's like man if peter seidler hadn't died uh all of the other owners would have stripped <laughs> fucking john fisher of that team and wouldn't have allowed this shameful series of events to happen because god it's, it's bad it's yeah. so bad it's so bad yeah so anyway um, that's that's our a's update that is going to be the a's are going to be the most talked about irrelevant team this year again more proof that you yeah that it doesn't need to be private equity guys that ruin your team mm -hmm. it can just be the son of the guy that invented the gap <laughs> <laughs> that that can they can ruin your your team the old-fashioned way by just the son of a rich guy fucking it up yeah yeah you don't you don't want the third second or third generation fail sons you want the first generation fail sons who still have something to prove exactly and that's the private exactly. equity guy exactly they actually signed someone too. They signed Alex Wood of all people. He's cooked, I guess. I was just thinking, like the did we were did we talk about James Paxton signing with the Dodgers? Like he's fixed. yeah. We we talked about that last week with the. I think Alex yeah. Wood signing the Dodgers means he's broken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god, they got Ross Stripling too. They traded him to the the Athletics. God, every like twenty fourteen, like twenty sixteen breakout Dodger is now just on the A's somehow. That's terrifying. That's a fate That's like worse the opposite than of death. Like, you want your crew to go the, the opposite way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to do the Max Muncy thing. <laughs> yeah. You, <know? laughs> you want to go from the A's to the Dodgers, yeah. not the other way around. Yeah. Does Justin Turner around the A's? Probably. I don't know. He signed. He's signed with the Blue Jays. That was kind of a surprise. I know they're looking oh, for Justin a, Turner. A, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably full time DH. Yeah. Maybe put a little first. Mm -hmm. Blue Jays Loki had the worst offseason. So <laughs> I feel I feel bad for him. Well, it's like uh Justin Turner, Isaiah Kiner, Falefa, and and then the plane to the, the Otani plane. Yeah, yeah, the Otani plane. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Oh, oh. too soon. <laughs> I I would just be on on on. Uh, I I have a couple friends who are like serious Blue Jay fans, and I feel for you, Splane. I feel for you, buddy. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't don't do it. Don't you you have other things to live for. Yeah, like uh, hunting down John Morosi <laughs> 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 and the Leafs. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Jays, we got a the cover of uh, the new version of this year's version of MLB The Show, and it's Laddie Jr. Uh, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> I gotta pick those like two years in advance, right? Because there's no other way. They must. It doesn't make sense. Like, like didn't have he, a great year. No, he he <laughs> and... signed that contract with them in like November of 2021. Oh uh, yeah, or like, are we sure this isn't just like they're going back to doing a, the Canadian, uh, to get different Canadian cover? <laughs> they might be. Yeah, it's just easier to give the a Canadian player every time than it, like skirt, they're doing like to skirt some law, and then just gonna have a Canadian player every single year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Alec Manoa next year. Yeah, like uh, like how in France, like a quarter of the songs on the radio have to be in French. <laughs> uh, I think if you're on MLV the sh the show cover, like. Fangraphs should just build it into their statistical projection modeling and take like 15 points off your WRC plus. <laughs> like just just take off one and a half more from whatever the projections are. Yeah, yeah but it's, it just seems to I don't know it, it's it, it's as close to the, like a real curse as baseball has I think. Yeah, we need to like formalize that in some way and like pick a year where like the last really great player was like I think A Rod had like 10 WAR the year he was on it. We should call it the A Rod curse and like he 
broke it forever. Like, we're going to start that. I want all of the fans of the podcast to start saying that. And then in 100 years, people take it really seriously. That's the goal. Playing the yeah. long game. I know Joe Maurer was on it two years in a row. And I think that was around the time he got uh, a traumatic brain injury. So... Joe Maurer curse. Even better. Perfect. He's in the hall yeah. this year. We're going to make a big <laughs> Yeah, thing. the Joe Maurer curse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't take anything away from him at this point. He's in the hall. He's in the hall, so we can name the curse after him. I think that'd yeah. be pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So watch out, Vladdy. You might uh, might get a traumatic brain injury. Oh, he's got the hour curse on him. It's so, he's yeah. such a sad, <laughs> such a promising young guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, these things they just happen, you know. Yeah, yeah. We need that's what baseball needs is uh, more superstitions. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. I I think we could do something like that because uh, as as we know, uh, a friend of the the, the podcast. Uh, did will the Millville Meteor nickname into existence for Mike that Trout true. just by editing it in his Wikipedia page? Mm-hmm. We could do something like that. I think we should do the Joe Maurer curse. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it real. Oh, Dio Epstein rejoined uh, <laughs> Fenway. Uh, that's that's very funny. Uh-huh. They're they're bringing him back. Awesome. That's another team that's had a crappy offseason. Yeah, I liked your thing the other day. You're like talking about the AL East. They're like, this is very exciting. There's going to be at least two good teams in this <laughs> it will, It'll probably be the Orioles and it might be the Yankees. Yeah, might be the Rays. For all of the, you know, talk last year about how that was, you know, this like division of death sort of deal. Oh, and like how it was so, yeah. How it was, yeah, it was so great. It's like, man, they're, no, they're just going to be like this huge, huge <laughs> fall. I do think, uh, brief aside, um, I have been thinking that we could see like a pretty incredible thing from, uh, Soto and Judge back to back. That we could, could see, like, if, if there's ever going to be a 400 season again, it might be Juan Soto this year. I do think yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. to be excited for there. Should we do a mailbag question or two here? We got a little bit of a mailbag we could do. Oh, I have, I have MLB predictions. We want to save those for next week? Did you, did yeah, you I'll save that for any? next week. Yeah, let's okay. go for okay. next week. Which question do we want to do here? Oh, there's a I, lot. I did promise I would bore both of, you, both of you with a bunch of talk about prehistoric civilizations. I did not prep to do that. Sorry, I just got busy. I was at the farmer's market. I had a very big week. Uh, I'm going to get a smoker. I'm very excited about that. That was oh, you're getting a smoker. Primary focus of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> there's a new. There's a new. Can I? I'll just talk about that because everyone loves when I talk about about the the meats I'm cooking. Let's yeah. talk about Lauren. Go on, talk about your meats. We started the episode making fun of the Apple Vision Pro. I arguably bought something that could be dumber. Uh, I didn't buy it as a gift. Uh, to be clear, it is the new GE indoor smokeless smoker. What? It's a like uh, a very well sealed apartment smoker that huh. you can put wood pellets into and it uses filtration technology to remove the smoke after it's gone through the chamber and put out warm air that smells like barbecue basically oh my god yeah how and big it's is fully it digital it's got appified it's like the size of a small dishwasher like one of those portable dishwashers it's about that it's like made for counters like okay. 20 inches by 60 by 60 i'm trying to figure out how to get it in my apartment um, but I've got some leads. I've got some. Yeah, you've already, you have this. You have, you probably have the smallest apartment of anybody of us on the show, <laughs> and you already have like a chest freezer in there. Yeah, and, like yeah. you store a grill chest in there. Great. It's sitting right next to me. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm very excited excited to get to smoke meats again. I bought a brisket at the farmers market today. It was half off. I'm I'm super pumped. The goal is for I'm gonna I want to be able to do the Z burger, the Z man sandwich for this the Super Bowl party on Sunday this week next week. <laughs> Are you all doing anything for the Super Bowl? I'll be yeah. playing D and D during it. So oh, I always play yeah. on Sunday nights. I'll be in Canada. Oh yeah, we don't care there. Which means, which means I will be watching it. Unfortunately, yeah, cause, <laughs> yeah, because your boyfriend is yeah. a football fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I'll, I'll probably I, have I, it up on like my second monitor while I'm playing yeah. D&D, but yeah. I'm having a small party. I'm going to do the Z-Man, which is a Kansas City barbecue thing I wanted to do for a long time. Nice. Which is brisket mm -hmm. and onion rings on a Kaiser Kroll. I don't know. I think leading up to the Super Bowl is going to be more important. I think I, I just need to start seeding more things about Taylor Swift being a literal sorceress. Because <laughs> like we're having, having a great time watching, you know, all the uh, the people who or say the right wing guys being like this is a conspiracy blah blah all this stuff like they're they're rigging the super bowl for her yeah and then we're all like and that's also just kind of intersecting with the time where more and more americans think that uh literal demons exist mm -hmm. <laughs> I, i'm trying to like get the gay lores involved and i want all of this to come to an intersection <laughs> where people are saying that uh taylor swift is a literal sorceress and not like in like a girl boss like the craft <laughs> like the casting curse sort of way sense. yeah right 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 i don't want it like that i don't want like you know like oh tumblr they're putting the curse on the moon sort of thing i want them she's... to like like sincerely believe that she is a witch yeah she's doing the plot of the D, &D movie where right. it, it, yeah, a big yeah, yeah. ritual at the end, the ritual Super Bowl. We've seen the signs. We've seen the signs. Yeah, where where is the Super Bowl this year? Las Vegas, I think. Oh, she's definitely doing some dark rituals. She's gonna channel her her dark business through the orb, uh, the Las Vegas orb. A second and then... dark business in this episode. <laughs> Taylor Swift and Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah, they're doing their dark business. And that's that's been stuck in my head lately because uh my friend Izzy but he he had a kid a couple months ago and his wife really hates it when like he's like watching his daughter and she's just like laying on her back like you know goo goo gaga -ing mm -hmm. and stuff and he's like Ruth is doing her dark business. It's <laughs> <laughs> in your head now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's in my head. I think it's a very funny phrase, especially to add to things that are very, very mundane. Yeah. No, I think, I think you can do the, you could sell a conspiracy theorist on, on, on the Taylor Swift is going to ritually sacrifice everyone at the Super Bowl thing. Yeah. We, you could, they love saying that like the media is telling you what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah. They're addicted to that kind of shit. And they can point to the fucking Pop-Tart thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're, and be like, okay, hey, we're figuring this all out. We're figuring this all out. This connecting the dots. <laughs> yes, yes. She's going to channel it through the orb. Yeah, that's where it's all going to come out of. Yes. Love this. Love this. It's, it's, that, that's got legs, yeah. Mm -hmm. what, mm -hmm. We're sparking a new Q, a QAnon on this podcast, too. We've, we're, we've got a week. We're pushing the curse of Joe Mauer, and we're also <laughs> yes, starting the new QAnon. Yes. Yeah. This is baseball's number one occult podcast for sure <laughs> but we're actually the conspiracy theory we're actually like you know the ones pulling the strings behind yeah the scenes uh making exactly. making it all happen though yeah 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 there are a bunch of mailbag questions but i, I want to hit just... one of them i want to hit one. okay do you have another do you have one in mind yeah uh, uh, the question is from uh carter in light of aaron judge getting the captain patch of the yankees why don't the teams get the c patch of the players who are clearly the leaders um mm -hmm. i think that's an interesting question and it raised a good point that been kind of thinking through um i think it's important to know when we are being marketed to in life in general because mm -hmm. when you realize a lot of the things that like make you angry on the internet are Speaking just marketing. Of taylor swift and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like people get mad at the tiktoks when there's like a conspiracy theorist who's like oh i've got like 16 locks for my door she's just selling those products that's what that's yeah. what right. that is right but i think it's good to know when you're being marketed at and i think the captain thing is a specific kind of marketing that only the yankees can really do in baseball Hockey's a different thing. I think uh, other teams can't really pull off that kind of like corny stunt. Um, 
the way that the Yankees can because they have a bunch of hooting, gibbering moron fans who uh, love that shit. And it just wouldn't play the same way in Arizona or Seattle. Yeah. Right. And if you can't put, you know, Judge on the back of the jersey, you know, you get 99 jersey with a C on it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So I think it's a specific kind of marketing that only really works for that. That's my I say other teams shouldn't do it because it would make hockey fans too happy. Yeah, it would validate yeah. it would validate that sort of perversion and <laughs> yep. we do not need any Yeah, we're competing with them for the, the third most culturally important sport and we yeah, need exactly. to take that seriously. Yeah. Exactly. We're, we're it's not really a competition. Like we're baseball's oh. still ahead of them. Yes. Hockey's growing I think faster is the problem. It's cuz it's got all the fucking zoomers from Tumblr who go crazy over it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is, it, is it like how all the lesbians that we knew five years ago were really into it? Is it that same deal? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're like, it's like, we oh just... yeah, these are all lesbians, but they, uh, but they all like love the hockey boys. Yeah. With their with their flowy hair. Yeah. Um, uh. I, so I think we should be be wary of giving them too much. I think you're right. Uh. But there are a lot of other great questions in here, and we'll get to them next. We will week. get to them. Yeah. yeah, it's just weird that we had actual things to talk about this week. And we <laughs> yeah, still yeah, just yeah. spent most of it talking about a groundhog. Yeah, we mostly, we mostly uh, you know, talked about dark rituals and uh, <laughs> yeah, eldritch magics. And stuff. I think this yeah. podcast would probably be more popular if we did focus more on the dark rituals. We should consider probably, that. Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're going to change the name to Dark Business. Yeah. <laughs> What is she cooking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lauren's doing her dark business and you're just like using a, a smoker inside. And we're just like, what is this sorcery? A smoker indoors? Uh, it is a little bit like magic. Yeah. Maybe we can get like a sponsorship too. We could be like, wow, this amazing GE product is indistinguishable from magic. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take that 30 rock money. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so we'll end the show there. But, uh, Go sign up for our Patreon because not only does Lauren need smokers and meats to put in it, but all of us need Apple Vision goggles. Yes. So go to patreon.com slash batting around. Sign up there. We've had a bunch of new episodes recently uh, up on there. Mostly us talking about TV. That's my dark business is uh, (laughs) television. And we'll have uh, more coming up here as well. So thanks for listening. Go sign up. Patreon.com slash batting around. All right, bye. Photograph of us in the spotlight.